Hi guys, thanks for joining us again. It's Nick and Harmon Breakdown Debt. Today, everybody, we're going to be talking about bills, like regular day-to-day -day bills that you might have to pay. These are utility bills like hydro. Sorry, I'm originally from Ontario. We had hydro. <laughs> Power, water, gas, cell phone, um, internet, cable, as well as your landlord, possibly rent, and property taxes. And how these debts can be treated in a bankruptcy or consumer proposal and what you can do about them. So lately, we've had a lot of clients that are struggling with utility bills. A lot of the utility providers gave, you know, six months or seven months of deferred payments, and now those deferred payments are becoming due. There's very large utility bills that are outstanding. So I have a lot of clients that are coming to my office saying, hey, is this something that I can include in my bankruptcy or consumer proposal? So the short answer is yes, but there are certain things that will happen. So when you include that current utility provider, what they typically do is we'll stop service with you. So we can include it, but at that point in time, they'll stop the service unless of course it's the middle of the winter, something like that where they can't stop service. It might be in your best interest to pay up that bill. Some other suggestions that I've given clients is, sure, we can um, allow this utility bill in your bankruptcy or consumer proposal, um, but you might have to open up a new account. So they call it a branch account. So they'll open up a new account to say, okay, how much were utilities owing up until the date of filing? And now how many utilities are owing after the date of filing? And for that branch account, the utility provider could demand some type of deposit um, to make sure that you're going to continue to pay the utilities going forward. Exactly. So because it's it's an ongoing basis and no two cases are the same. So we once again, you know, we want to clarify that the information we provide in these podcasts does not constitute, it's not legal advice. So if you feel that this information, something that we cover in these sessions is applicable to your scenario, please give us a call uh, because every case can be different. So there can be certain factors that we may need to go over with you that can be that can vary uh, depending on what's happening in the current scenario. Or, you know, you can, if it's legal matter, you, of course, you know, you can always reach out to a lawyer. But if you're dealing with insolvency, you can always feel free to reach out to us at BNA Debt Solutions or reachable at 403 Two three two six two two zero, and so as Nick has mentioned, yeah. So with the utilities, uh, typically, if you're looking to keep them, as you mentioned, with the branch account, you want to make sure that you have an agreement set up with them, so that you can come to terms with them for any future payments, perhaps. So certain times, utility companies will be looking for some sort of commitment for any bills that will become due after the date of filing. So they want to see that you're gonna continue to commit to make those payments if any debts owed prior to the date of filing were included in the insolvency. And then that applies as well for certain things like cell phone contracts or um, cable contracts. So it may be in your best interest to shut down that account, open up a new account, um, maybe switch providers. If you have a large amount of debt that's outstanding prior to your date of bankruptcy or consumer proposal. So we can include those, absolutely. It's just that the utilities that you wanna keep, 
and the providers that you want to keep, you may just want to continue to pay them or catch up the arrears that you have. Ultimately, we're, we're hoping that the proposal or bankruptcy will provide you with a little bit more money in your budget to pay for your basic needs. You can use this money to catch up your utility bills if needed. So then property taxes is a big one that I run into quite often. Uh, clients might have property taxes that are outstanding and they say, hey, well, can these be included in my bankruptcy or proposal? Um, short answer, if you're keeping your house, no. Reason being is that debt, property taxes, if you're keeping the house, you want to continue to live there, it's essentially a secured debt. Those property taxes, um, if something happens with your house where it goes through foreclosure, uh, the city can then go after the property to get their property taxes fulfilled. So you need to be aware that property taxes is not something that we can include. Now, if you're walking away from the home, allowing it to go into foreclosure, then it is a debt that could be compromised in that bankruptcy or proposal because you're not keeping the house, you're not keeping the mortgage, you also don't have to pay the property taxes, or you can compromise the property taxes in connection with the house. Yeah, so typically there will be legalities involved around that aspect. So, you know, certain times you will see that your city where you're located, your municipality, your town, they would be listed on your land titles as well because they'll typically have a right on that property. And certain times, yeah, if you're not paying your property taxes, there are legal steps that the city um, is able to take in order to make sure that their money gets paid. So, yeah, property taxes can get complicated. So it's always, so if you're up to date, and it's typically not a concern, but if you owe a large amount of money to property taxes, then it can be certainly a reason for concern. So definitely, as Nick mentioned, the easy way if you're able to keep up to date, it's there, the options may be limited when it comes to uh, property taxes being a large debt and you're considering filing for insolvency. One of the ones that I just ran into the other day, Harmon, that's very similar to property taxes are HOA fees or condo special assessment fees. So those kind of function similar to, again, those property taxes. If you have a special assessment on your condo or HOA or condo fees, they can ultimately kind of function very similar to a secured creditor. Um, ultimately, with those special assessments, um, your condo board could get legal involved and at that point in time get a judgment against you to try to get that money, that money paid. They can also put a lien or a writ on the property. Um, and Harmon and I will make sure that we do another podcast where we dig deeper into those writs or liens. Uh, to give you a better idea of what those looks like. But keep in mind, HOA condo fees and special assessments for condos as well are something that you can include in your bankruptcy or proposal. But if you're keeping the property, um, you'll likely just have to pay those to keep up with the property and, and avoid some other types of legal ramifications. Awesome. And since we're talking about uh, property taxes, condo fees, uh, why don't we get into landlords, Nick? I think uh, let's try to provide some information to our listeners on how we will deal with landlords when it comes to insolvency. Yeah, so landlords, again, are another special type of current type of bill. If you are currently with your landlord, um, you could 
you could try to include their debt into your bankruptcy or consumer proposal. It definitely is going to affect your relationship with your landlord. Um, it's usually an ongoing bill, so it is best to make arrangements with your landlord to continue to pay that. But a lot of times I have clients that have come to me that have old uh, rent that they have outstanding from a previous place and they didn't pay it up or you know, a security deposit that wasn't paid or something along those lines. So this can definitely be included in your bankruptcy or consumer proposal. It's that ongoing rent that can be complicated. Yes, and with landlords, there's certain things we watch for in the insolvency world, where if you recently moved out or you're still there and you're about to move out and your landlord could have a valid claim in your insolvency filing. And we watch out for those. And because there's also certain priorities, we have to be careful in insolvency where the landlord may get paid as a preferred creditor uh, in regards to one of the sections in the act that we um, carefully cite over. So essentially, and if it comes to those scenarios, it's always better to make sure that you disclose that information to your trustee when you're filing for an insolvency filing. So make sure you advise and provide full information to your license on trustee for any landlord debts as well because there's certain numbers and certain steps that as a trustee we have to essentially take into account and the numbers we have to account for when it comes to paying certain creditors are the funds that they may be applicable to their scenario and the dividends they may be uh, eligible to take a participation in. Yeah, so ultimately you can include uh, that rental arrears in your bankruptcy at that point in time, as well as eviction. So people will talk about that. Um, the bankruptcy process will stop an eviction process um, because all judgments or um, legal things against you need to stop at the date of the bankruptcy. So you you need to know that you know your landlord at that point in time the eviction will will stop the process you can include the rental arrears um but you might it's it's going to make it difficult for that ongoing relationship with your landlord so you just need to be aware that you could be putting yourself into more stress by continuing um, but if you need to stay in the place to accumulate first and last month's rent it may be an option for you to choose to stay there until um, you have to again we will deal with a landlord on the other side of things in the administration, making sure that the landlords submit their proper claims if they're entitled to a preference, how much that preference is. So um, you need to be aware of that. If you want to continue to stay at the place that you're staying at, you love it, it's amazing, then it's best to make arrangements with your landlord to um, negotiate some payment of the arrears. Awesome. And as always, if you are struggling with any debts or you feel like insolvency may be an option you're considering, please always give us a call at 403-232-6220. It's at BNA Debt Solution, so you can ask for myself or Nick. So we appreciate you joining us again. And as always, if there's any questions, concerns, suggestions that you want to get through to us, please contact us. We hope you have a great week. Once again, it's Nick and Harmon Breakdown Debt. Have a great week, everybody.